0: Gene. my name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Hey, Patricia, how's it going? Doing good.
1: Uh, finally, we're going to be discussing about the third and final movie of the Kung Fu Panda Trilogy.
0: Yeah. Ready for some Kung Fu fighting action?
1: Oh, for sure. Let's Have do
0: it. Seen. Let's do it. 3 is the final chapter of the Kung Fu Banders series. It is a 2016 3D American Chinese computer animated action comedy martial arts film produced by DreamWorks Animation and Oriental DreamWorks and distributed by 27th- 20th Century Fox. Uh, it is directed by Jennifer Yu, Nelson and uh, uh, Alexandro uh, Coloni, uh, serving as co-director. The film was written by uh, Jonathan Abel and uh, Glenn Berger uh, produced by Melissa Cobb and executive produced by Guillermo El Toro. It is the second sequel to the 2008 uh, film Kung Fu Panda, and is the third installment of the Kung Fu Panda franchise. Uh, The film will feature the, the voices of Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Dustin Hoffman, Seth Rogen, Jackie Chan, Lucy Liu, David Cross, and Brandon Cranston. Kate Hudson and J.K. Simmons and so it was released on January 2015 it was announced that the release date would be coming to a March of 2016 and also it would be released on uh, January 29th of 2016 as well so a uh, bit of a varying um, release dates, but uh, hey it came out in 2016 and uh, you know in regards to this film being representative of the yin and the yang I have to say it is a little bit unbalanced.
1: I guess I could kind of understand what they're coming from in terms of the yin and the yang of Kung Fu Panda 3 because um, it's a lot less action-packed than the second movie. It's trying to focus a little bit more on untying loose ends from what was introduced in the second movie in terms of Poe's backstory. And now we've gotten a little bit more of it and a much more bigger discovery on family. And the villainous portion, it's it i mean it's pretty good i would say but it's not as like well represented as compared to the discovery of the hidden village of the pandas, and who eventually Poe meets up with, which we'll discuss about in a minute.
0: Yeah, so I mean, beginning with the first act, I mean, obviously we get uh, the reintroduction of uh, of, of Poe, and even in like even in like, the beginning intro of the DreamWorks logo, and you know, I don't know, do you think the whole thing with like, you know, the character getting up on the moon, and uh, only getting the fishing pole, do you think that's getting a bit tired now?
1: I guess so. I mean, in, in the third movie in the franchise, um, I guess, you know, seeing the same familiarity, um, for some people it's like very comforting and very reassuring, but maybe for others, it does seem a little bit tired and maybe, uh, it would have been nice to see something unique and fresh. Kind of like in how in the second movie in which it starts off with, um, you know, Poe doing something completely different that we didn't see him from the first movie. So, maybe they were trying to play into the familiarity of what Poe was doing because they knew that this was going to be the final film in the franchise.
0: Yeah, I just think, uh, but mind you, the fact that this is going to be the final film, and uh, to me, it just, uh, eh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the drama in this, I think, is brilliant. I think uh, the idea Oh, I of, love uh, it so yeah, much.
1: I love it so much.
0: The drama in this is like, the action is also pretty cool as well. I really loved like watching all the fight scenes and also the final showdown between uh, uh, Poe and Ty. But, uh, I mean, in regards to the com- Comedy. I didn't really laugh all that much in this film, to be honest with you. I mean, I probably laughed like I I probably laughed in like in the final third. But you know, for like the you know for this to be an action comedy, I mean, it's like I can understand. I think they probably this is the reason why I say it's a bit unbalanced because it feels like the it feels like the action and the drama kind of like outweigh like the fact that you're going to be laughing in this film. Really, and uh, I don't know if it's because they've, I don't know if they've, like, done test audiences and they seem to like, uh, seem to like the uh, the, the, the storytelling aspects of it more than they actually like, you know, the comedy that's thrown in. I don't know. Like, it's weird
1: yeah it is weird and i guess because uh the first movie was leaning a lot more towards the comedy and a little bit of action and drama the second movie was leaning a lot more towards the action with a with you know a sprinkle of drama it was a lot more balance it had a great balance of the comedy the drama and the action the third movie i feel like it was trying to tie up loose ends and it was playing a lot more towards being dramatic because Um, you know, Poe is rediscovering something that he thought was lost forever, and he's trying to, um, you know come up with a decision on who his true family is, the family that he was born into or the family that he was raised by, kind of like a nature versus nurture sort of way. So everything else is good, but it's not as well represented.
0: Yeah, I just think, well, I think it was also more than that as well. I think it was actually, you know, Poe deciding whether who who he actually is, and uh, I think throwing in the fact that he used to be named Lo- Lotus, I think was probably uh, uh, also, uh, uh, you know, kind of adds into like that whole... Um, story aspect but uh, I think um, I don't know like I just think in regards to him defining who he is I'm not so sure if that was all all that well defined really I mean obviously it was defined between we kind of of
1: got that in the second movie in which she was trying to figure out who he was and we had the flashbacks so We it was essentially giving us a taste of what was to come. Like eventually with Kung Fu Panda 3, we knew that it was gonna go into this direction. Kind of similar to how in Toy Story Two, when the prospector was talking to Woody about, you know, Andy was growing up and that eventually he's going to have to think about what he's gonna do as a toy. And then in the third movie, we finally got to the point at which Andy was graduating from college. So knowing that context, I kind of felt that this is the direction that they were going to.
0: Yeah. So that's the well. That's the direction we went in, and uh, I mean, playing. Um, I mean, you got to feel uh, bad for um, post dad in like in like the, the very beginning, which I think they did very well. I think the fact that you know here here comes here comes uh, post father, you uh, know, natural father, and uh, now he's kind of just jumped in, and uh, now all of a sudden uh, you know our. Uh, you know, our, 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 you know, the the, the duck dad. I can, I'm sorry, I, I'm really terrible with names at the minute and uh, I do apologize, but uh, um, the fact that we have, uh, you know, this kind of, like, standoff, I think, between the two, I think, and uh, th- I, think that, I think that was done pretty well, I think, and, um, sorry, Mr. Ping, I do apologize, I think that's his name. And yeah, Li- Mr. Li- Ping, Li- Li- yeah. The, the giant panda. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Lee Li- shong is the panda who Poe's biological father and Mr. Ping is the goose that we've come to know throughout the past couple of movies and He's the one who's been raising him and at first he does sort of develop a jealousy Which is completely understandable because you know, where has Lee Shang been all of this time? It, it definitely reminds me of how in Land Before Time 10 you have um,
0: Well, I mean him. if you think about it, it It was explained in Kung Fu Panda 2 the fact that his mother had to I mean the fact that they were, their village was attacked and that they had to were uh, split up and uh, then, yeah, yeah, I was to about to it, say yeah. the same
1: thing about how in, in Land Before Time 10, that um, when the earthquake happened and Bron didn't know what happened to his wife and to Littlefoot, who was just uh, not even born at the time, and he started wandering around trying to look for them. And eventually, you know, he started, you know, developing his own herd. It it, it kind of felt somewhat similar to what the uh, the fate of Lee Sean was.
0: Mm hmm. So obviously that's all played up in the first act, and then obviously we move into the second bit, which is uh, with the introduction. Well, we we already introduced the villain uh, Ty at the very at the very beginning, yeah. and uh, you know yeah, very threatening villain and uh, very ret- yeah. I really yeah. like
1: Kai for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a tie between. Uh, I mean whether I like this villain more than the last villain, I I don't know. Like I feel like the uh, the villain in *Kung Fu Panda too 2*, I feel was more striking, I think, than obviously this one was. I feel. But that's just me. I mean, obviously they try to up the ante, to the fact that he's the spirit warrior and everything, but uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, if, if I had to say which one was more threatening than the other one, I mean, like, uh, dare I say, maybe the maybe the second villain in these. Well, the I mean, he was trying was to. He threat. was
1: essentially I mean, he was essentially using cannon so that he could be able to blow up China, and he wanted to decimate the entire panda population. Yeah,
0: and uh, well, on top of that as well, like uh, he was the one who uh, set Poe on his kind of like his. Uh, Away from his mother and away from his father. So uh, he was somewhat, he, he is responsible for that. So uh, I yeah, think so, yeah, his, his, yeah, his sure. story is far more diabolical than Ty's. Is. I mean, Ty's just wants to basically just, you know, generically want to take over the world pretty much yeah
1: i mean I, I mean at least um with each and every single one of them i'm really glad that they were able to kind of mix up the motivations of each villain like in the first one he wanted to have the scroll so he could become the you know the dragon warrior the second one he wanted to blow up china and wanted to prevent the prophecy and we have the third one who essentially wanted to just you know take over everything which i i guess you know maybe in motivation standpoints that's a little bit weaker than the previous uh, one but um at least they were able to, like, shake things up and prevent it from becoming stale. And I do like Kai as a villain, for sure.
0: Yeah. What do we think of the pandas?
1: Uh, some of them are a mixed bag.
0: Yeah. I just think it was, um... I don't know, like, uh... There were some aspects of it I did like, and then there were other bits that are a bit underwhelming. You know? Yeah, for we, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, some of the characters were, kind of, were a bit throwaway, to be honest. I mean, uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, they they felt like they were just there to either look good or to be funny. And then there were some who were like really determined to follow in Poe's footsteps even though like it, you know they acted just like Poe in the first movie in which they just love food and they were not good at fighting and Poe decides to teach them in order for them to so they can defend themselves which is great because it, it definitely gives um, Poe kind of like a full circle arc in which he started off as like a character who wants to be a warrior but um, you know with him being a panda was kind of like a disadvantage but then when he learned the ways of being the dragon warrior and uh, being along with the furious five so he was able to teach everything that he knew to his panda clan which was actually pretty cool
0: yeah so um we get also um i mean unfortunately there are some you know to goes to like the uh the, the pandas that I didn't, I didn't really like all that much i didn't really like the triplets to be quite honest with you because he just kind of like said okay hello brave you know like uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah the, i just felt like he was taking some tropes out of other movies where it was kind of like "Oh, do it we, oh, we're going this direction again you know, it's just this, uh, you know, the, are these guys going to be like merchandised, you know, on, uh, or, or are these guys going to be just there for our kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, the, this version of the minions or something like that, you know? Just yeah, into, yeah, you
1: know? I, I I can see what you're coming from. I, I did start seeing a lot of these uh, characters in commercials and... Um, I think they even have a few shorts like that takes place like shortly after the movie where they were doing something. So I guess they really wanted to push in the popularity of all of these pandas. Kind of like similar to how in Shrek Forever After, when they started introducing the other ogres. And I guess that they wanted to push in, you know, maybe more marketability and saying, like, hey, we started off with one panda. What's gonna happen when we introduce a whole bunch of pandas? Yeah, it's
0: pandemonium. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: extravaganza,
0: uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, I'll tell you what though i i I appreciate the company of these pandas more than I accompanied i I appreciated the company of all these ogres in like the uh, the Shrek forever after movie, so uh... oh, yeah,
1: for sure, at least I mean with you know Shrek forever after, they had pretty much no personality, at least with here, I can remember some of them. Yeah, at least I can give that credit.
0: but you gotta remember all of them, obviously. But I mean, is, it, no, of is, is it's not. a society of pandas. I mean, like you're not gonna remember everybody, are you? Like, uh, like yeah, uh,
1: I, I guess that's true. And even the, with the same thing with Madagascar two and three, in which they introduced a whole bunch of animals, whether it be from the, you know, from the uh, savannah or from you know, their the trip to the circus. So you know, there's gonna be some characters that you'll remember more than others.
0: Yeah. Um, watching uh, Jade Palace get destroyed. And uh, you know, the, the, like the, this is the place, to kind of like the main base of like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like every time you know you come to the end of a season of Power Rangers and you watch the uh, you watch the uh, the Megazord get destroyed because obviously they're going to be getting another one soon. I mean you know, even then, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I remember watching like you know I remember watching like the first episode the first season of Power Rangers and watching the Megatron sorry get the, watching the Zord get get destroyed and uh, like uh, you know the the Megazord get destroyed and it's like oh my god I can't believe that just happened you know. So, like, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it, it does, uh, it, uh, it, it did, uh, it, it did make me feel kind of, like, after watching the last two movies and being in Jade Palace and everything, it did, I, that did actually have some feels for me. Uh, that, oh, yeah, and for like, sure. Oh, my God, it's gone. Like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, so, you know, like, uh, that really played up the drama in that, and uh, I think they did a really good job doing that, I think. And, uh, you know, Master Shifu gets captured. Like, uh, you know, there was an inkling, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's not the hero of the movie, you know, Poe's going to stop him. So it's like uh, it did take away a little bit. Like uh, it didn't feel like uh, there wasn't really that much of a sense of hopelessness yet until. I um, imagine sure. I guess it was funny when he did obviously the, the you know the the finger thing for like he was going to send it back to the spirit world, but it only works on mortals. And like, uh, but then he like, <laughs> he like he like just plays Axe and just says, "Oh no, I'm dying!" And like everything. Okay, that was that was hilarious when he when he yeah, did that. that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But. Uh, so, um, obviously, we get to the final third, and and uh, so, um, oh, mind you, we get to the point where it, it turns out that uh, Lee Shan has been lying to his son, that uh, oh, he's going to teach him how to do chi, and he doesn't know anything about it. And uh, it kind of reminds me, like, you remember the, um, I mean, I guess it's not really a real comparison, but uh, you know the the airbender nomads of in Avatar The Last Airbender, and, uh, when Anne goes back to the... Uh, goes back to the the air temple and finds that it's been taken over by you know other people who aren't yeah vendors. yeah he, yeah he,
1: yeah exactly that he felt that they were desecrating um you know his old uh, well not it was not his but you know his people's um you know village and seeing a whole bunch of people who were um uh, dis- you know basically just like disrespecting um you know uh you know locations and buildings and such and then when he finds out that the the, the guy who was like pretty much being the leader of this small group was actually making weapons for the Fire Nation.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's just it's um I guess um oh, oh, oh really I didn't think it was Okay, I didn't really think it was like that, but so uh, I guess something, guess my memory's just fading on that. But uh, apologies. Yeah, but, it's been uh, a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll admit that. So, uh, but in regards to, um, I mean, what I mean by that is that uh, I think the uh, how does it come to? I would actually like, be interested to know how does it come to the point where the pandas have actually forgotten how to do chi, and they've only just kind of like rediscovered it when Poe came around. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. how, how did that memory just fade? I mean, I, I guess you could say it was after the actions of after the actions of of uh, Kung Fu Panda two. I guess, so, so I guess maybe that probably would be an explanation of it, the fact that, you know, maybe all the memories of that were destroyed after they were, you know, ra- raided by the, by the previous villain, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's probably just that. But, yeah,
1: but... I mean, it also could be a possibility that maybe it was uh, that he didn't know he even had it. Kind of like uh, going back to, you know, Avatar again, with the legend of Korra, uh, Korra could bend earth, fire, and water, but she could not airbend. And the reason why is because an airbender has to be calm and they have to, be, have, to have peace in their minds. And Korra is the complete opposite. She's very overconfident. When she's at her lowest point, when Oman takes her uh, bending abilities away, the only thing that she has left is airbending and she didn't know that she had it. It was something that was inside of her all this time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously we have the, uh, I mean, the, few, the the five aren't really a factor in this movie, are they? All that much, when you really think about it. I, I guess,
1: but, I guess so. I, I, the one thing that I really do appreciate is that when Poe needs to be funny, he's funny. When Poe needs to be serious, he's very serious. When he finds out that his father had lied to him all this time, he was very hesitant at first to, uh, to forgive his lies, and then he just goes by himself so that he can be able, uh, you know, channel himself, and then when he accepts his father for who he is, I, I thought that that was a very strong thing, and, and it was a- it was a great growth to his character compared to the first movie.
0: Yeah, I, I just think, uh, um, yeah, yeah, that was brilliant as well. And um, so obviously, we get to the point where now um, the the pandas now have to learn kung fu, and uh, I don't know, like um, this is the bit that makes me feel a bit, you know, given the fact that they're fighting against former masters. You know, in re- and I admit they're in reincarnated form, so for all we know, it's probably just Titus trying to control them all. And, uh, you know, he doesn't really know how to really, like, master them all that well. And that's the reason why, you know, a, b- a bunch of rookies can just, you know, just come in and kick their asses, I guess. You know, I mean, maybe that's the reason why, but uh, it just, it just kind of felt kind of weird that uh, all of a sudden all these pandas could just, you know, outclass all these, uh, you know, these, these masters that have been re- reincarnated.
1: Oh. I, I guess so i mean you I mean who knows how long it's been since they were reincarnated so maybe there were some techniques that they weren't able to pick up and yeah it's just like crazy that um you know these pandas who had never fought kung fu in their entire lives had just started to pick it up really quickly uh, either poe is a great teacher or these kung fu masters who have been reincarnated have been a little bit rusty in terms of their skills
0: yeah also, they missed a. They missed, with the Tai's powers, they missed an opportunity to make a Mortal Kombat reference. <laughs> Get over here. like oh, I can. It, <laughs> oh, it would have been funny actually to hear that actually and it's like you know it's like it's not a, you know like uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily have to tie it to mortal kombat i get that mortal kombat is like you know a, you know a, a mature rated game but uh i mean like you wouldn't have harmed just i don't think anybody would harm harmed like just say you know just say the line and uh you know I'm yeah, sure whether, or though, or those are people who will be like in the know would get it and other people wouldn't it'd be, it'd be it'd be an adult joke that'll fly over kids heads wouldn't it
1: yeah yeah that, w- that would have been pretty funny yeah. for sure
0: so, we have the final showdown with Poe and Tai, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, um, I mean, the fact that we've now got the point where, and I get that Poe is the Dragon Warrior and everything like that, but, I mean, I guess now that puts Master Shifu, like, below Poe now, I guess, in regards to the ninja, like the, the the Kung Fu ranking, I guess, in regards, because now he's been in the spirit world and he's, has uh, got the stat from Ugwe. And now he can master chi when uh, you know um, Shifu said he'd have to lock himself in a cave for thirty years to go learn.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that. Yeah, I, I, this definitely kind of feels like very Journey to the West, Dragon Ball Z kind of thing, in which like you know if you're able to achieve something that has never been achieved before or is deemed impossible, you're ranked up as. um you know, as maybe, like, an ultimate warrior or something. And I can see that with, um, you know, Poe being, you know, fully in touch with his chi and the spirit world and all that stuff, I can kind of um, understand that, you know, compared to, like, in old-fashioned terms, like, it was kind of like a a new way of obtaining the rights to becoming the full dragon warrior.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what, seeing at the end of this film, I'm actually pretty glad he ended up in my, uh, you know, DreamWorks Avengers 5 list cuz now now that i think after watching Kung Fu Panda 3 that kind of cements him into it really oh yeah like, for sure yeah for yeah, sure absolutely like a, yeah Rinda. so uh so we get to the end of the film where uh po is teaching uh, you know um all the bandas, you know all the all all the powers of chi and he also passes it on to the uh, to the five and uh, to uh pretty much everyone in the film at this point and I guess, and uh, and like so, his power levels now over nine thousand, and we live a happy ever after. So
1: <laughs> yeah, and you want to know one thing? I just want to say this. Now going back into land before time ten again, um, the the and uh, the final scene, Littlefoot had to make the decision on whether he wanted to stay with his father and his herd, or to go back with his grandparents and friends to the Great Valley. And a lot of people had pointed out, you know what? I mean Littlefoot should have had both why didn't his father bring his herd to the Great Valley that way they can be a happy family and you know that was never really answered but here I'm really glad that they were able to make the decision that Poe didn't have to make a choice about whether he needed to go with his father or what you know like his biological father or whether he wanted to go with the father he was raised in they both can be able to live in harmony they both have their strengths and their weaknesses and they both have something that that um one doesn't have over the other and they they're not jealous with each i mean they were jealous with each other in the beginning especially with mr ping but they were able to accept that you know th- you, that um lee sean was poe's biological father and he can teach him things that mr ping couldn't and that they can be able to live nicely together they don't have to have this major competition or poe having to make the decision on whether choosing one or the other And I like that. I really like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, in regards to, I mean, again, I'm no Land Before Time expert, so everyone's gonna have to forgive me in that regard. But, uh, you know, in uh, in regards to, like, everyone coming together, yeah, well, mind you, given it the fact that this is supposed to be the final movie, I mean, like, um, I guess there would be no harm in actually doing that now. And uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, everyone just kind of lives happily ever after after this. Uh, just to remind you, I might put this in danger by saying that, uh, the, uh, the box office for this, uh, was about, uh, sorry, the budget for this was about $145 million, and it, uh, scraped in about $518 million, so, uh, yeah, um, it's happily ever after until DreamWorks need more cash, and then they make the sequel, so, uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, there were talks about more sequels for Kung Fu Panda. And then they were decided, you know what, let's just not do it. I think that very similar to Madagascar 3, I think they were just content with what they had. And the Kung Fu Panda 3 is very special for a few reasons. One thing is that this will be the last DreamWorks film that would be distributed by 20th Century Fox right before the buyout of Universal back in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, what's going on in regards to, like, uh, I mean, someone messaged me before saying about the uh, the whole licensing situation in regards to, now, so now, um, Kung Fu Panda is not, the, the Kung Fu Panda franchise, though it was being distributed by 20th Century Fox, it's now actually being distributed by Universal now, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: apparently, like, Universal has the rights to the DreamWorks um, animation studio, so now they no longer, uh, it used to be a case in which, like, from their own company and then they were distributing through paramount and then through uh 20th century fox and now it's all being distributed by universal studios so i mean universal i meant to say so yeah nbc universal owns the rights to all the dreamworks films apparently
0: yeah okay uh, and then so- there's
1: another thing that i want to mention i i think there is a reason on why they decided to uh have this major purchase so you were just saying earlier that Um, even though that it did make a lot of money. It made about $521 million out of a $145 million budget. Um, This was during the time in which they were just struggling, uh, DreamWorks, uh, because uh, we already talked about how in Turbo and Mr. Peabody and Sherman, they did make a decent amount of money, but they were considered to be box office failures. And so because they were struggling with money, they had no other choice but to... Um, you know, sell the rights over to NBC Universal so that they can be able to stay afloat. And it and uh, also let's not forget about Rise of the Guardians, that to the point in which not only did they not make as much money as they thought they would, but they also fired a lot of animators, writers, producers, etc. So it wasn't exactly a good time for DreamWorks. So. I have to say i think that this was also um one of the first points in which when jeffrey katzenberg decided that at some point in his career he was going to leave dreamworks which we'll discuss about when we get there
0: Mm -hmm. so Uh, uh,
1: no 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 actually i think that's when he left yeah i'm just looking at my notes right now and yeah during the universal acquisition that's when he left DreamWorks uh, and he became the chairman of DreamWorks New Media as opposed to being the CEO. So and then that's when he stepped down. And now he's uh, currently um, the uh, he's currently working on a video streaming site called QB or something. So, yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberg, you know, around this time left DreamWorks. So this would be a major change for all the DreamWorks films to come. So we'll just have to see how what happens with, um, you know, all the DreamWorks films that will be coming later on.
0: Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts before I wrap this up, uh, Patricia? Because I've been trying to do it for the last three, three, three occasions. So
1: I'm very sorry. Continue now. Okay.
0: So, that is the end of another DreamWorks uh, episode for Dream Machine episode, I must say, for us. So, uh, what are we co- coming up next?
1: Um, are you sure I can talk again? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say cutting you. Off. Okay, so. Let's just hope that with all of the changes happening with DreamWorks animation in terms of being purchased by Universal and with Jeffrey Katzenberg leaving, let's see how well that holds up with our next movie on the line, which is
0: Trolls. Okay, and so until then, my name is Aaron.
1: And my name is Patricia.
0: Take care and bye -bye for now. See you later. And please don't troll us over, Trolls.
1: Please don't!